Hey, my name is Anthony O'Connell. I'm a man with a high voice and a podcast. We do a feaster pass, rate it one to feast, great dining experiences, and more. Hey, Upper Feasters, just want to say we do have some audio quality issues in this one. I apologize about that, um, but the content is great. I 100% believe in this podcast. I think it's really fun. Sam of Macho Taco Food Truck, he's a really cool dude, super nice, delicious food. We talk about the top three Columbus, Ohio restaurants. I tell him a story about stealing a shift from an underprepared coworker. Sam told me that he chooses restaurants that have Mountain Dew. I think that's awesome. Uh, he used to work in corporate sales. He learned how to cook from his family. His Italian family reacted to how he started a taco truck. A new employee fell asleep during their shift. Unpopular food opinion. Sam doesn't like roosters, chicken wings, because he thinks they're not crispy enough. Do you have a top three restaurants in Columbus? Like if someone were to come to Columbus, what are your top three suggestions? I think um, the first restaurant that pops in my head that I absolutely love, but mostly because of their sauces, it's Arapazo, specifically in uh, Gahanna. It's Cuban food, I believe. Like, you know, if you were to put one name on it and uh, they have somebody, whoever does the grilling, their meat is just flawless. And then if you try their sauces like that, I would buy their sauce by a, by the bucket. Nice. So I think that, that's probably one of my favorite ones. And they're not, I mean, I think they have two or three locations, so it's not like they're, they're small, but they're definitely, I don't know if it would be anyone's first choice, but I bet if they, if they came to Columbus and tried it, they'd, they'd really be happy that they did. Is that place under the North Star umbrella? I feel like they are. Oh, I did not know that. Too. I know that Brassica is. I know Maybe that's that what I was thinking. Maybe I was thinking Brassica. Brassica is actually really good too. I like them a lot. But I can see Arapazo being, it, it does have, like now that you say it, they do have kind of the same classy take on uh, on food. And like the, even, it's hard to explain, but you can just tell because like their utensils and like the way that their takeout food is boxed, like just things like that. You know, they, they put like a little high class step in some of that stuff. It's not a styrofoam box, you know? Right, exactly. I used to work for Third in Hollywood, which is part of the North Star family and everything there has to be perfect. Like literally like- So good. It is. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it, but it's funny. I don't know if they do this anymore, but like six years ago when I worked there, the servers, you had to have everything perfect. Like you had to have six pens and it had to be a certain type of pen. You had to have your, everything had to be perfectly ironed and crispy. And they did this thing where you could steal shifts. It's called sharking a shift. And if someone wasn't prepared, like say they had five pens and I come in and I'm scheduled off, but I have six pens, then I get to take their shift. Oh, nice. Which I is like hella that. aggressive. Yeah, it's aggressive, but I bet you get, you know, you get the person that wants to be there the most and make the money the most. You know, it's pretty cool. Of course. And right before I moved to New York City, I was saving up and I told everyone, I was like, you guys better come correct because I'm stealing all the shifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I need know. This, I need this money and I want it more than you. You better show up ready to go. <laughs> exactly. And when I moved to New York, I worked at a restaurant in Times Square. And if they had a policy where you could steal shifts, I think New Yorkers would fight you. Like, I don't think any of my coworkers <laughs> would be cool with that. Like, I think nope. the Midwest charm made it okay, but in New York, they don't play that shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say in Ohio, that might fly, but yeah, probably not there. <laughs> no, in Manhattan, no chance. Like, I, I really think you'd be in a fist fight. Like, no exaggeration. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> whoever won the fight, they get the ship. Um, did you ever try the bacon wrap uh, dates, I'm sure, from uh, Third in Hollywood? Oh, yeah, dude, those are phenomenal. They're so good. I still think about those, like, weekly i don't even know why i haven't been there for like a year i need to go back yeah dude i'll go feast with you sometime we can go feast it's the end of times but we can go do that you have two other places we kind of went on a tangent do you have two other places that you love and if not we can just move along so hard because i love so much food we can be more <laughs> specific like what if someone wanted tacos that were not from you or maybe like mexican like quesadilla burrito whatever like do you have oh, okay. a, a number one taco in columbus besides yours 
Okay, I like that. So um, I think one of my favorite places, but believe it or not, it's for it's for their unique sauces, which I guess of course you believe this, but unique sauce, but it's for a different burrito. It's the barbecue. Um, you can get any protein you want, but I think I got steak. It was like a barbecue steak burrito from uh, Chili Verde. Have you ever been there before? I haven't, but that sounds awesome and interesting. I think the original one is off of uh, Bethel and Sawmill. It's like right across from the bowling alley. And I think they have like one or two more now, which I haven't been to, but that kind of scares me. Like I said, to like go to a different place that like, you know, it's not like the, the one where like the owner like operates out of. I just, I love that, that feeling. Um, but yeah, it's a bar, it's a Mexican barbecue sauce. So it's kind of like uh it's kind of almost like a fusion, which I love. And it's, uh, it's one of the best things. I know they won a couple of awards back in the day when they first started um, for it, but it, I would highly, highly recommend it. That sounds delicious. And personally, uh, I, this might even be an unpopular opinion. I don't really value authenticity. Like if it's delicious, it's delicious. Like, I don't really care. Like I'm not opposed to authenticity, but I just want it to be good. Yes, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I would definitely put that on your list. And you know what? I, I think if I were to pick, I just like the speed, the staff, the environment, and the drinks. I really, after a hard day of work, after a hard week of work, I could definitely put back some margaritas and eat some chips and queso and just relax. And I think um, in particular, I used to walk to the one in Gahanna. So I think the basically what they call it, Creekside. Uh, Creekside local cantina. Is it my favorite taco? I I don't know. That would take a, probably. We'll do that on our next call because I'd have to think about it. But I think they have at least so many different options. No matter how you feel, they got an Asian inspired taco. They got a you know Nashville hot chicken taco. So you basically can kind of whatever food you're feeling, you can get it in a taco. And on top of that, they have really really good uh, drinks. What's that Italian place over there? Maybe it's like an old. I don't know why the audio is sounding weird, um, but it's like an older couple. They're an old Italian couple. It's by Gehanna Pizza Plus. Gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it actually, they, they actually are really delicious. I had Naki for the first time there the other day. And I forget what they're doing. It's like two people's names. I think it's something in Anna. I want to say Anna is one of the names. But... but that place is delicious. You've had that place? Yeah. I, I think they're the only like authentic Italian place in like all of Gehanna that I could think of, actually. And they, yeah, they kill it. <laughs> they really do. Let's start something fancy here. How about foie gras, feast or pass? Can you give me uh, a little bit of a description for anyone that might not know about it? Of course, yeah. So it's like, it's basically like a fancy pate. It's like a fatty duck liver. It's kind of polarizing in the fine dining world because they force feed the ducks and they make it be super fat on purpose. I think it's delicious. It basically tastes like like animal butter, pretty much. But it looks horrible. That's why you'll never see it on Upper Feast Instagram. But it tastes amazing. I uh, I don't think I've ever had it, but I kind of like to eat, you know, and, and test out new foods. I'd be a hundred percent feast. You got to try it at least once. You know, it sounds uh, it sounds like it would be delicious. I think probably the most out there food I've ever heard of would probably be like tiger penis soup in Japan. Oh. I don't know if, I mean, I guess I would probably try it. I don't know. Would you try it? If it's edible and especially protein, I like proteins. You know, I think it's all about the way that, uh, especially like if you think about it, this is probably something from like a heritage that we, we have, we know nothing about. So like, I'm sure that they have techniques to make it like, you know, if you were to try it blindfolded, you wouldn't know what it was. So <laughs> I think, yes, I would trust them. Um, and I would, I would go for it. That's fair. I mean, I feel like if you eat a hot dog, you pretty much eat literally everything anyway. So <laughs> right. if you've ever eaten a hot dog, I say go nuts and treat yourself to whatever. I, I agree. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move one to feast. It's like one to five, but we say feast for fun. Taco Bell as a place, one to feast. I would say feast, man. Like um, for fast food, as long as you, you know, you order, 
you know, what you know is a little bit better than some of the other things on the menu. And uh, it's it's cheap, fast, easy, late night food if you're, you know, because sometimes I get out of work pretty late. So my options are kind of limited. And if I don't feel like cooking, you know, they got good, uh, they got good hot sauces. I really like um, heat. So I, I like that part a lot. And if you, if you wrap anything in a Dorito uh, shell, it's pretty much going to taste decent. So I'd say, sure. I'd say it's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, dude. It's super good munchy food. My order, I'll usually do like a chili cheese burrito, cheesy gordita crunch, and then I'll do just one regular taco to keep myself humble. Just one regular hard shell crispy yeah. taco. That Baja Blast is clut. Yeah, any place with, I swear, the more places should have Mountain Dew. Because it's kind of funny. I actually choose where I'm going to eat sometimes just depending on if they have Mountain Dew on draft. So I feel <laughs> like I feel like that's something that like people should realize. Like it might be worth the money to... To have you know i don't know if anyone's ever said that but no i've never heard that before and i love it this is a safe space so please keep saying stuff like that <laughs> like most people are like yeah i need like a really fine red if this restaurant has like a camus cabernet i'm there you're like dude if they got mountain dew i'm all for it <laughs> i'm in <laughs> hey i love it what's your fave flavor of mountain dew just tradition yeah i think just straight i think it i used to serve like way back in the day and, and uh, i'm not much of a morning person anyways but i remember the mountain dew you know, the fountain, the fountain, Mountain Dew would, would save my life a lot. And I think that's when I fell in love with it, probably when I was in like my, uh, my late teens. When did you go from server to back of the house? Cause I'm assuming you didn't go from server to owning a food truck, right? You probably were a cook or a chef somewhere. Yeah. So I actually don't have much like corporate cooking experience. Um, most of mine comes uh, from my family. It's um uh, it's more of like an Italian from Sicily, like I'm second generation. And uh, it's mostly just from like learning from other chefs and, and cooks that, that have like all the actual, like, you know, learned experience. With the Italian background and heritage, what made you want to go the, the macho taco route instead of something more traditional? Uh, we knew we wanted to have a truck, right? But we didn't know what the uh, concept was going to be. Like we had, we started off with the Hulk sauce. Hulk sauce was the beginning. But it kind of goes good on everything. It's good on pastas, especially like, you know, Mediterranean food. And then, of course, tacos. So we were playing around and we would have taste testing. So we would have people over, you know, have 10, 20 people feed them. Um, we would do something slightly different in both areas, but almost the same thing and have them taste test just to see if anything was worth the change or the ingredients. You know, it was, it was so much fun. But no matter what we did, we couldn't get away from everyone loving the tacos the most. So it's like... It just kind of won every single time. <laughs> like, and it's, I think it's one of my favorite foods too, but the, the flavor profiles kind of came from us not being able to decide between Mediterranean and Mexican. So that's kind of why we did like the fusion of, uh, of both, <clears throat> which is nice because it's, it's unique. So we didn't really have much competition in that area as well. Dude, I love your Hulk sauce. It's super delicious. It's an avocado-based sauce, correct? Uh, correct. There's a, a little bit of a jalapeno base to it too, but it's so funny because there's so many things in there that cut the spice that like, it, even if you have the one that's we call the Little Hulk, you wouldn't even know that there was any jalapeno in it because you, you can't tell. It's almost more of a flavor than it is a heat with, just when combined with the other ingredients. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. In my experience with Italians, they are very passionate about their food and they have very strong opinions about their food. How did your family react to you not making traditional Italian food? Like, were they supportive of that? So that's a really interesting question because... My family, they're all cooks, but they actually wanted me to go more the uh, the corporate route. Because at the time I was doing the corporate uh, sales job, 
So it was kind of mixed feelings. Like, are you sure you want to not do that? <laughs> and like, go try to start your own thing out of nowhere. And like, uh, and then on top of that, yeah, like, why aren't, why isn't it Italian? We've been teaching you these recipes your whole life. You know? <laughs> How so, dare you betray us, right? And I, I, I felt a little hurt. It's a funny question. Like now I think they've all come around because um, they're like, oh, this is good. You know, you know, they're, they're kind of old school Italians. So it's just a little bit of a different world for, for them as opposed to us being, you know, born and raised here, we've had kind of like the smorgasbord a whole life of, of choices of food. And uh, so it's definitely like a little bit of a different world, you know, but yeah. I think ultimately they're, they're coming around, which is, uh, which is good. What was it like when you made the jump from a soft, cushy corporate job, making that leap into the being your own boss, being your own food truck? Like, what was that like? The two parts, first of all, obvious answer. It's amazing. I love being able to do everything that I'm good at and put my heart and soul into it and have everything come back to something that um, that you own, that you have your heart just like branded into, you know? Wouldn't change it for the world. I'm, I've been the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I, the only part that I, I hesitated for was we actually had a launch party scheduled at PINS two weeks after uh, COVID started. <laughs> so basically I didn't know that everything was gonna completely change. The whole world was gonna be flipped upside down. And uh, the funny thing is though, if you if you do try to run your own business and people tried to warn me, but I'm like, oh, I'll be okay. You know, but like, it's, yeah. there's so much stuff that you have to figure out and you have to be able to adapt and kind of overcome because it's there's so many obstacles and just random, just random things that get thrown at you that you'd never expect and you just have to kind of roll with it and, and, and figure out a solution, you know, so. I think it almost uh, it almost helped me because if I if it would have been cushy in the beginning I would have I would have been misled because <laughs> it's it's a lot of work and there's a lot of things to figure out. So, dude, I think that's really commendable how Corona happened and you didn't just like become bitter and angry or just succumb to fear and being like fuck it I'm out. Like I think it's really cool that you stuck through. Yeah, we uh, we kind of got saved by the community a little bit too. The um the neighborhoods were kind of trapped in their house and they. They, they weren't happy about it either. You know, nobody was. So they would they would book trucks to feed their entire community. And uh, to me, I was like, well, you know, I would tell them up front, we're kind of brand new. We haven't had a whole lot of experience because, you know, everything's closed that we were going to do. I was like, but if, yeah, if you don't mind us coming and uh, have kind of like a soft opening with you. And uh, we learned so much, like in the first month, you know, the first time you have a line for two straight hours, you, you have to you have to learn a lot <laughs> real fast. I believe it, man. Especially like with inclement weather, I bet people are really in a rush and they, they have no chill, no patience probably. Uh, before you started your food truck, have you ever been a boss of someone before? I was doing just sales, but I wanted to take on a leadership role where I came from. Um, so I was actually running a store. Um, but same thing though, it was a real small crew. It was only, um, I was one of five. Um, so I had, uh, you know, a four person team. And so that would have been technically the first, I think that actually, I never thought about it, but that probably helped a bunch because having, uh, having such a small area where obviously you, you know, it helps to be friends. It helps to get along because like right. there's not a lot of space to move and you're constantly either reaching over somebody or bumping into somebody. So it definitely helps to, uh, to like each other. <laughs> of course. So when you're the customer, when you go out to eat, what do you consider to be a great dining experience? I think if I could, if I could immediately just off the top of my head, the, the, the best dining experience that I've had, it's a little uh, Mediterranean place called the Olive Tree in Hilliard. And it's like, you know, really authentic, great flavors. I, I love it. But I think the part that made it different, the food is great. But the part that set them aside um, in my head is just that the owner um, actually came out and like sat at the table with people and just uh, and just talked. And he was super enjoyable. You could tell his whole heart and soul, like so passionate. Um, I think he made it, you know, like I just feel like that feeling of just knowing that it's someone's like 
just they're just a happy it's their dream came true and like all they want to do is feed you it's an awesome feeling like you can almost you can almost taste it in the food i think you can definitely 100 taste that like if you and i had the same exact ingredients right and you were making it for macho taco food truck and i was going to try to make it for upper feast at home i think yours would taste better because it's your dream and your passion and also you've had more experience making it but i think your love would shine through i really believe that i appreciate that man i um I think that's awesome. Have you ever considered making like a fun, sorry, I keep going back to your ethnicity, but like a fun, like Italian inspired taco or something? I've never really thought about, it's almost like uh, mixing work with pleasure. I've never really thought about taking that part and and putting it on the truck, but I like it though. You might have to have a special just for you, maybe. (laughs) Dude, that would be sweet. Like a chicken parm taco. I feel like that could be a hit or maybe like super munchy. You could maybe do like a beef ravioli with like a bunch of cheese, wrap it up in a burrito, like a burrito ravioli or something. Oh, I love raviolis. (laughs) Me too. Now I can just hear my Italian followers cringing because they hate if I do anything like not 100% tradish, they hate it. Uh, I remember one time I posted carbonara and people from Italy were leaving me the meanest comments. <laughs> They're like, my grandma's spinning in her grave. Like, this is offensive. You're a dumb American. The I'm Italians like, are pretty intense. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> they really are. Would you ever want to have a, a physical space or are you loving the food life, the food truck life? I just really like to move around. Like, I think the part about the corporate job that was hard for me is just being in between four walls. So, I mean, ultimately, I think it'd be really, really cool to own one. I don't know if I would ever work in it. <laughs> so it's like, I really like the traveling part, the different scenery, going to different breweries, going to different neighborhoods. It's just it's something different every day. And, uh, and I get to feed somebody that's like in a totally different area, like, you know, different community. I really like that part. I think I'd like to always kind of be traveling. But ultimately, like we said, if we find the right people, maybe uh, maybe a standalone store would be would be in the in the near future. That's cool. I think you should try to sell your sauces. I feel like you could have those in the grocery store. I think it's really delicious sauce. Oh, I really appreciate you saying that. That means a lot. I'm like a huge sauce guy, so that means a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So when you cook for comfort and you're trying to chill out and vibe, what would you say your most comforting meal to cook is? I've always been a uh, like a self-proclaimed grill master. I really, really like to make like ribs and homemade chicken wings and steak uh, on the grill. Um, obviously, the chicken wings and the ribs take a little bit more smoking and mm-hmm. baking you know, time ahead of time of the grill. I, I just love how everything is caramelized, finished, and, you know, and have the grill marks on it. Hell yeah. I mean, if we had a party, I, could, I would make all three and be the happiest person. I would cook for eight hours just so people <laughs> could eat for 30 minutes, you know, like a I think, I think that's my, my happy, my happy space. So. I'm into it. I, uh, I suck at making chicken wings. I love chicken wings. I've made them probably 10 times. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it to the experts. I'm just going to go buy it from <laughs> someone else, but I can cook other things pretty good. I think I'm pretty good at cooking a steak, but that's just knowing when to flip it. I think it's not too much. Not too, too yeah. Much to it's just, yeah, it's a good meat, man. Like if, if you like protein and you get a good slice of steak, I mean, you can almost do nothing to it. If you just give it some grill marks and you're, and you're good to go. So how does this food truck life work? Say you're feeling lazy and you want to call out or something more serious. Maybe you're sick. You're under the weather. Do you call out? Like, how, do you just cancel the thing or would you send your partner? Like, how would you do that? I was actually feeling under the weather. I want to say probably three months ago. And this um, was probably one of my favorite parts so far of like the truck journey is that I had to trust because I didn't want to cancel because this is like our spot where they're every week. So I had to trust my, um, basically my assistant manager and our uh, order taker to run the truck all by themselves without me there. (laughs) Uh, So it's kind of like, this is my baby. (laughs) So it's kind of like, 
you know, oh my gosh, you're gonna drive the truck for the first time. We haven't had this talk. Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I think you could do it. Like, you seem totally capable. It's just nerve wracking, you know. So I love them to death. They they have been, they have honestly, because I went through a couple of people, which actually have a really funny story for you if you have time. But a couple of people were like, yeah, they had the skills, but maybe not the connection, right? And ever since they came in, it's like uh, it's like we've been brothers and sisters the whole time. I mean, we run it really well. They have great experience. They're awesome cooks and. Uh, I just feel super comfortable. Still pretty nerve wracking though, to have them go without me. But from what the manager said, cause we have been doing this for, I want to say like four or five months, every single Taco Tuesday in a row. So they kind of knew our food. They knew, they knew the routine. So I asked them, you know, how they didn't know I wasn't there. It's like, how, how did it feel? They're like, oh, everything was perfect. I was like, cool. Cause I wasn't there. So that's really nice to hear. Like, nice. It makes my heart happy. So yeah, um, it's only happened twice, but they they did a fantastic job. And how did you meet these people? Do, are they friends or family? Or oh, great question. So um, I did have some friends and family working on the truck when we first started, so I found some good staff. Uh, but no, they actually were indeed uh, applications. One of my favorite parts is that he uh, was a uh, donut baker, and so he wanted to own his own donut truck. And I'm like, well, I don't have that, <laughs> but. You know, maybe you can learn the ropes, see what it's like to actually run a truck, and then I'll help you. I'll help you live that dream um, whenever we can. You know, and, and I think we both just kind of fell in love with uh, with running the food truck. That's cool. So, what was some of the fun stories you said with the the riffraff employees, the former ones? <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily a fun story, but it is now. So, like, um, basically, if you were to ask me, so I think I've heard you ask sometimes because so, I, I watch you, but like, say that you asked me my worst cooking experience. Basically, I was brand new. I want to say this is our first month. And this was one of our neighborhoods, except for it ended up, I didn't know this, being one of the biggest neighborhoods we were ever going to have. So I had a person, she worked one day with me, and she did great. Tons of experience, worked for an awesome, pretty, you know, high-class restaurant. She was a prepper, a cook. I mean, it was everything I needed. And it was just her and I, which is, you know, we, I always roll with two people at the beginning because we were brand new. Um, so that was fine. First day she came out, everything was great. We had a nice night. It wasn't too busy, but she did great. Second day she came out, I, I was thinking the same thing. You know, I knew this was a little bit bigger shift, but, you know, I had good feelings about it. So we um, started and I got a little nervous right away because we had a line of like uh, 10 people like right out of the gate. It's going to be busy. You can just you just get that feeling. Right. And so we haven't seen that very much yet. And uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I love when it's busy. Like I get pumped up. I'm ready to work. Let's do this. You know, So she's um, she's working at the cold station um, building stuff. And I'm like, hey, I still need that salad. It's like our third order. And I turn around. And she's not moving at all. And she was snoring. What? She fell asleep, standing up with the ingredients to finish the salad that I needed in her hands. Oh, my God. I was just like, you know, I tapped her on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, uh, are you okay? You know, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like, still need that salad, right? <laughs> so I was like, no, that's all right. Let me know. So I'm going back to doing what I'm doing. And I, I'm, I'm, I get a, uh, an order of, it was a different order than I asked for. I think it was, oh, no. Okay, so she made the salad. And then I needed an order of tots. So the tots were next. And that's kind of that patient too. So then the same amount of time went by. And I'm like, still need those tots. So then I look over and she's completely asleep and she's making a salad, not tots. So I was oh like, oh God. God. I'm like, so um, basically I, I have to have you get off the truck because I'm literally worried about your safety. Like at this point, I don't know what's wrong. I'm asking you if you're okay. You're not, you're not telling me. I, you're going to fall and you're going to hurt yourself. Either that or you're the best stand-up sleeper that's ever existed in the history of the world. But so far, she has proven to be. So I'm like, um, yeah, this, you know, you got you have to get off. So she um, goes and kind of sits by a tree. And then I'm like, 
all right, so now I'm by myself. I got a line of 20 people. Oh my God. No idea that like, I don't have any help or what's going on. And it's kind of one of those things where you just have to be like, what, what can I do about this right now? You know, what are my options? And am I going to tell everybody, Hey, I'm by myself. It's going to be a million years wait. Or do you just man up and go as fast as you can and just do the best you can and apologize to every person when they get to the window, you know? Yeah. So like we ended up having one of the best days we've ever had in a neighborhood. And I did it all by myself. I swear the day after I felt like I got hit by a truck. Like I, the truck is, you've seen the size of it. It's like, basically it's not too big, but when you're all by yourself, it's a lot of skating back and forth, you know? Yeah. And so I think that was probably the worst, but then somehow the best, because it was like, wait, I could do this, you know, because we were brand new. I wonder if she had like a drug problem or maybe she had like, was it epilepsy where you fall asleep or something? I don't know what that word is, but. I asked specifically about that. um, And she kept saying that she took the wrong medicine, but I was talking to some friends and they think that, yeah, maybe it was a drug problem. So I don't know in the future if drug testing will be important or not, but this is the only experience so far that I have with it. But yeah, I mean, I wish her the best. Like I I gave her a whole week's pay. Um, That's really nice. Yeah. Just like, you know, she did great the first day and it didn't work out. She was the sweetest person in the world. And, uh, and I learned that I can do this under pressure. I mean, she gave me like a, you know, I would have never tried to do that by myself if it wasn't for her creating the situation, you know, so. Yeah, you know that you can overcome adversity. And I I was a server and if I get six tables at once, which I feel like that's kind of what you were in, I run around like a chicken with my head cut off, but I have someone bringing the food, someone cooking the food, but you did literally everything. That's truly mind blowing and truly impressive. I commend you. I really appreciate it. I would never want to do it again. Yeah, once <laughs> is enough to prove that it's possible, but it's not ideal. I'm too old for that. It's too much. <laughs> Do you have any unpopular food opinions? You know what? We both love chicken wings. Mm -hmm. I think my unpopular decision is, or I guess opinion, is that I really do not like roosters wings. Oh, wow. I know they're huge. Yeah. And by the way, I eat there because I love, I love a lot of their food. And I even, okay, so I do like their wings, but let me explain. So I like uh, toasted. I like crunchy. I like crispy. Like, I just mm-hmm. like that texture. And I'm not overly, but like, you know, especially in a wing. Like, you get a nice crispy wing that has good sauce on it. It's good to me. Their wings are the only ones that I wish I could take home and either air fry or grill or bake because their sauces are great. The chicken is huge, but I just wish that it would have that one last step. That's fair. Eat leftover roosters. They're always, in my opinion, better. <laughs> so like it, that's not a bad thing either because I love leftover food but uh but yeah I know I probably would get yelled at for this but that's just that's you know just how I feel no nah, dude that's fair um my stepbrother he has an unpopular food opinion he does not like leftovers I think that's super weird I love leftovers do you eat out a lot I know you're probably pretty busy cooking on the truck and stuff but would you say that you eat out a fair bit oh yeah I'd say um yeah I'm kind of always in a rush like I feel like you know, no matter how much you think you're good at time management, there's just, a, there's a lot of work and sometimes it comes out of nowhere, you know? So yeah, I'd say at least one time a day I eat either fast or just sit down to relax, um, you know, give myself like 30 minutes to just not be moving at the speed of light or, or cooking, <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, I, I would say yes to that question. I'd probably eat out at least once a day. Do you have a top three Italian dishes? I, I always like making uh, manicotti because we have um, kind of like, um, you know, the, a uh, I wouldn't say authentic, but I guess it does come from from Italy, you know, in a roundabout way. But I guess it just comes from my grandma. Um, so it's a uh, it's basically lasagna, but without the without the sausage. And then so it's like just cheese and sauce and like flavor. 
And then the noodle mm -hmm. is kind of like a tube. It's like a small cylinder. So it's kind of like lasagna, but but I guess less uh, less heavy. Yeah. You know, and like speaking of leftovers, I swear the second day it's even better, and the third day it's even better after that. Like it just keeps getting better all the way up until the last day it's good, you know? So I think that's probably my favorite one to make. Dude, pasta gets better the next day. They get to know each other. Like a soup or a pasta always is better the next day for sure. Heck yeah. And like, yeah, chicken Alfredo. And I mean, basically any of the classics I really like, but I think raviolis are probably my favorite one to to eat because I always toast them afterwards or air fry them. So it's like you, you make them like normal, but then you always kind of crisp them up with some sort of like a car, you know, a sauce to, to give it some extra flavor. Like I, yeah, I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Air fryers are so fun. Like it's just such a simple thing, but it's like, it can elevate your frozen dinner. Like I like to put in some, some pizza rolls in there and, and I make like a little grilled cheese where I put the both breads down, put the cheese on, and then I throw the thing in the air fryer. Then I put the pizza rolls on the grilled cheese. It's madness. Yeah, if you like a nice crisp, crispy texture, it's like it's the fastest, easiest. You can clean it in like three seconds. Like it's just yeah, it's super. Especially if you you know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time to cook. It's like, dude, you could throw something in an air fryer and go do something else, and it's just done when you get back. Like it's right, you have air fryer time, bro. Come on, you're not that busy. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, hey, I feel like I asked you everything I wanted to ask you, but I always like to ask my guests if there's something I missed, if you're chomping at the bit to say something, now's your time to shine. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly can't wait to, to be able to get back with you and, uh, and talk again, you know, about, about some of the things we wanted to elaborate on. And uh, I'm going to start thinking about the best taco. Maybe, uh, maybe we can go on like a little once a week, we'll go try a new taco and see. I think, uh, so I think my favorite new taco truck, which all they're actually going on the uh, like the Bira, the it's B I R R I A. Have you seen? Have you done a lot of reviews about the, the Bira taco? Cool. So like I love, I love the style. I think it's awesome. I don't know if I'll ever make them because it's so opposite of like it's kind of the opposite of what I guess the grilled cheese burrito isn't very healthy, but most of our menu is pretty like clean and like um, even the like the fried tots is like the only thing we fry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of a different a different way of, of, of creating a taco but the they're called uh, Los is it Los Apias 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 Agaves the place in Clintonville it's L-A-S space T-A-P-I-A-S oh probably Apias yes I don't know I don't know that word but that sounds delicious <laughs> yeah a lot well, dude it Los Apias we'll go with Bira it's a truck. They move around, but they, I think each week they kind of stay in like one home base. I would put them on your list because they have, this is like honestly right up both of our alleys right now. They have a uh, taco that's literally made out of fried cheese. So there is no tortilla. It's just a fried cheese shaped taco filled with just amazing ingredients. Their meat's awesome. And then their sauce that you dip it in, like stew almost, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. That, I... I mean, I know it's not probably very good for you, but I could eat it every single day. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say, like, if you were going to try a new taco and you're from out of the area, I would say give them give them a shot. For sure. Hey, thank you so much for listening. That's the podcast. Please subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, give us a five-star review. Thank you so much, and have a great day. <laughs>